This episode is dedicated to Ellie. The theme of this episode has kind of been dictated by events. As a family, we have recently been having to deal with a severe medical issue with one of my parents, which has long-term implications for our future as a family. That was bad enough. Then, last Friday, one of our cats was killed on a road near where we live that we thought she never went anywhere near. It feels right now as if the universe has it in for us. So, on the principle that if life gives you lemons, you should probably make lemonade, death in Watership Down will now be the theme of this episode as a tribute to our Ellie cat. As we sat with Ellie, after collecting her from the vet she was taken to by very kind people, I suddenly came out with those beautiful words, My heart has joined the thousand, for my friend stopped running today, quoted by Hazel when Bigwig seems to be dead at the Warren of the Snares. I don't even care what those words mean. They are beautiful, and they made us cry again, in a good way. I have never used them in those circumstances before, but then again I have never lost a pet while making this podcast before. I think I will now, in those circumstances, always. The Death Toll of the Book Death is an unavoidable part of Watership Down. It even has a specific character dedicated to it, one who we will shortly meet up close at the request of a stressed bigwig as he faces the very real prospect of meeting his own death in Ephrafa. Yet there are very few direct references to deaths in the book. There are none in Chapter 6, the origin story of Elachrera that has become the opening of film versions, nor in any of the following tales of Elachrera, as far as I can remember. There is a brief reference to the possible death of Strawberry's mate Nildro Hain in Chapter 17, The Shining Wire. Her death is confirmed later in the book in a passing reference. Holly and Bluebell's account of their escape from Sandalford and subsequent journey to Watership Down contains the largest concentration of both not specifically mentioned and specifically mentioned deaths in the book, all reported after the event. The named death toll at Sandalford and during Holly and Bluebell's terrible journey to Watership Down is Scabious, Celandine, Toadflax and Pimpernel. The escape of Holly's mission to Ephrafa, as recounted in Chapter 27, leads directly to the death of Captain Charlock on the Iron Road. We only learn this from Heisenthay in Chapter 35. Then in Chapter 32, during the expedition to Ephrafa, Bigwig leads a fox onto an Ephrafan wide patrol. We later learn from Woundwort in Chapter 37 that this led to the death of Mallow. I think I am right in saying that the first direct contemporaneous reference to a death in Watership Down is that of the Doe Threon Losa at the beginning of Chapter 40, The Way Back. It is therefore ironic how the nature of the return to Watership Down is entirely missed in the 1978 film, considering its horrendous nature in the book and the death toll of the film, which we will come on to. Even at the climax of the book, at the conclusion of the Siege of Warship Down, there is only a direct reference to the death of one Ephraphan sentry at the start of Chapter 49, Hazel Comes Home. Though we should perhaps realistically conclude that Woundwort was also killed? 
And then there is, of course, the incredibly poignant death of the aged Hazel in the epilogue. This gives us a verifiable book death toll of 10, or 11, if you accept that Woundwort wasn't actually invulnerable. And we know, obviously, that the Sandalford death toll was a lot higher than this. Please feel free to challenge my figures. So the named death toll of the book is Nildrohain, Scabius, Celandine, Totlax, Pimpernel, Captain Charlock, Mallow, Threanlosa, an unnamed Afrafran sentry of the Great Patrol, General Woundwort, and Hazel. Of these, five are killed by humans or human activity. The others are killed by other rabbits, a fox, as a result of an injury, and two by a dog. Only one dies of old age. The Death Toll of the 1978 Film I'm going to restrict this analysis to the book and 1978 film for the sake of simplicity, though I'm sure I will return to this subject in the future. There is a video on YouTube of questionable taste called Watership Down 1978 Kill Count. It has to be said, though, that it is very accurate, and its total is a shocking 62 observable deaths. However, it misses the death of Mallow at the hands of the fox, which is as verifiable as that of Captain Charlock on the Iron Road, even though we only hear it. So I declare a death toll of 63, plus a vulnerable wound wart, giving a final observable death toll in the film of 64. However, the named death toll of the 1978 film, despite its bloodthirsty nature, is a surprisingly low three. Violet, Blackavar, Hazel. Only one of whom... Hazel exists and dies in the original book. Violet was invented for the film, seemingly as a token doe who dies early on, and the other, Blackavar, survives the siege in the book. The filmmakers took the bizarre decision to have his throat be torn out by Woundwort in the siege, despite not one watership down rabbit dying in the siege in the book. His death in the film has always seemed gratuitous to me. But then again, we are talking about a film with a verifiable death toll six times higher than the book. This is partly inevitable, as a book only has to mention many dying, while a film kind of has to show it, and only the latter is verifiable in actual numbers. All the same, the death of Blackavar seems unnecessary. He had been through enough already. Black Rabbit of Inlay. The Black Rabbit of Inlay, who we will meet shortly in the book, is a fascinating mythological figure. Basically, he, we have to assume his sex in historical context, is the Rabbit Grim Reaper. Yet he is a bit subtler than that. In the 1978 film, Hazel seeks to make a deal with Frith, the Rabbit Sun God, at the climax of the film, as he seeks to rescue the Watership Down Warren from the besieging Ephrathans. Frith responds to him directly in a very poignant moment. One problem with this, though, 
In the original book, the words spoken by Frith are actually spoken by the Black Rabbit to El Ahrerar in one of the tales told by Dandelion. And the Black Rabbit then takes the action necessary to save El Ahrerar's people. So he is not just an impartial taker of lives at their inevitable end. He can choose to take lives or to save them. But then again, the whole point of personifying death in a story is just so he or she can do exactly that, is it not? On another point, the mystical figure who takes Hazel away to join his Owsler at the end of the 1978 film appears to be Elachrera, as well as the Black Rabbit. It makes sense for a dead chief rabbit to join the Owsler of either, I suppose, especially as the terrible nature of the Black Rabbit's Owsler is not featured in the film. But all the same, it seems a bit strange for them both to be represented in this way. Or is the kinder-looking one of the two just the Black Rabbit's gentler side, a personification of death when it is a relief from old age and suffering? In any case, it is an unbelievably poignant ending, and one I can barely bring myself to watch at the moment. Truly a case of art over logic. But isn't that always true of death? You can be as logical as you like about it, but when it actually touches your life, all that goes out of the window. Finally, John Ruths had some very interesting thoughts in the notes he sent me for this episode at very short notice. At a time like this, they were very useful, and I am, as ever, very grateful. He identifies four attitudes towards death in Watership Down. First, there is a kind of pragmatic, callous attitude, the kind that gives Hazel no qualms in taking the likes of Pipkin to places such as Nuthanger Farm. After all, any rabbit who dies in dangerous circumstances will be remembered as a hero, right? Then there is death as a feature of fate. It will come when it comes, and that's that. It occurs to me that this attitude is very much linked to the first one. This is the kind of death that Bigwig accepts when he thinks he hears the call of the Black Rabbit, just before they find Holly at the foot of Watership Down. Then there is death as an utter pointless waste. All the deaths at Sandalford and the aftermath are examples of this. Basically, deaths at the hands of humans and other rabbits, as these seem somehow unnatural. If you are killed by a lil, then at least that is for food. But rabbits would, would never have seen humans actually eating a rabbit, I suppose. Lastly, there is death as a noble act or sacrifice. Bigwig's fight with Woundwort is the most obvious example of this, with his dead body, had he lost, helping to bar Woundwort's way. Anyway, enough of death. Let's get back to life and all that promotes and preserves it. I'm sorry if this episode has been a bit depressing. It's just something I needed to do under the circumstances. Next time, we begin part three of the book, and the great raid on Ephrapa begins. <laughs>